heavenly Lord, your name is wonderful, your name is excellent, your name is beautiful. I worship you, Lord, for you are mighty. You've got the whole world in your hands. 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 Alpha. Omega, you are worthy of our praises today. You are worthy of our praises today. Alpha, Omega, you are worthy of our praises today. You are worthy of our praises today. Lord, I bless you today and I worship your majesty for thou art the Lord alone. There is no other God beside thee. King of glory, I magnify thee, extol your name. Today I plead and pray that you will be glorified even as I minister under the sweet influences of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that you will put your word in my mouth and the Holy Spirit will speak by me. Lord, as I minister again today in another podcast, I pray that every listener shall be granted the door of faith that they might believe and receive and that they might be saved, healed, delivered and set free in the name of jesus i wait upon you and i know that you'll be glorified thank you heavenly father blessed be the name of the lord in jesus wonderful name i pray hallelujah the title of this message is partaking in the fullness of christ partaking in the fullness of christ and i'm reading from the book of hebrews chapter 3 Hebrews chapter 3, I read verses 12, 13, and 14, and possibly verse 15. Take it, brethren, let there be in any of you, lest there be in any of you an evil act of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is caught today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the hand. Verse 15. Why it is said today, if you will hear his voice, adding not your hearts as in the provocation. Hallelujah. I will read also from the book of John. John chapter 1. John chapter 1, I read verses the first four verses, then I will move to verse number 14 and uh, possibly read up to 16. Hallelujah. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. I read verse 14. And the word was made flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. 
verse 16. And of his fullness have all we received and grace for grace. Glory to God. Now, when talking about partaking in the fullness of Christ, who truly is this Christ that we are talking about? Christ is the Son of God who came from heaven. He is the Word of God that became flesh and dwelt among us. He became man. The Word of God that became man. The Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Lord is making us to take note of it that many people do not find their feet established in Christ. And if we are to be like him, and we are to be called a Christian, it has to be that we will not continue to operate an evil act of unbelief. Because many people, you know, at this point in time, might have even forsaken themselves, you know, not thinking about the salvation they have obtained in Christ. Many people have departed from the living God because he said he will come and he has not come. But he that said he will come, will definitely come when the time approved of the Father comes into existence. Hallelujah. God is not hindered by time. God knows what to do at every point in time. And uh, if you take note of it in Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7, you will discover that when it was appointed by God, when the appointed kind came, Jesus was conceived under the law through a virgin, and he was brought forth as a man. And as he came, he came to express the true image of God. The Bible declares in Hebrews chapter 1, if you look at verse number 3, it says, Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself pushed our sins, sat on the right hand of the majesty on high. That is Jesus. Jesus is the express image of the Father, the Word that became flesh, the Word of God that became flesh. That is Jesus. That is the Christ we are talking about. Jesus Christ, before he was crucified, and Christ Jesus, after he resurrected. Glory to God. Jesus is the express image of the Father. He is the word of God that became flesh. And the Bible declares that it is of his fullness have we all received. If you are a child of God, if you have received Jesus, if you are born again, then you are a partaker. But this is the issue. That we should avoid an evil act of unbelief in departing from the living God. Many people started well, and some people erroneously teach that once you are saved, you are saved forever. No, it is heretic. It is from the pit of hell. If you are saved, you must continue to endure in your salvation. You must continue to partake in the fullness of Christ. You must continue to walk in line with the counsel of God. You must be conformed to the image of the Son of God. You must continue to live for God. You must abide in His principles. You must obey His precepts. And therefore, if you can afford to do that in faith, I, I know that you will not miss eternal life. I pray that you will understand what is the Bible saying here. It said, but exhort one another daily. That's why I'm exhorting you. That why it is called today, lest any man of you be hardened through 
deceitfulness of sin and riches and the world. There are a lot of things people enjoy in this world that make them to turn away from the Lord himself. But I, I want to encourage you. I, I speak to you today that you will yield your life unto God so that indeed you might be saved and perfect, you know, eventually be saved at the end. You are saved by grace. If you have received Jesus by, you know, as the Lord of your life and the Savior, then you are being saved. Each day you hear the word of God. The word of God brings you to perfection. You know, the word of God reproves, corrects, instructs, and guides you because the word is inspired by the Spirit of God. And that's the manual of God for mankind. God wants us to be partakers with Christ. Partakers of Christ that we should continue to uphold the confidence that we have at the point of entry. The time you gave your life to Jesus, the point in time that you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You were so glad you remember. I remember when I gave my life to Jesus. I was so consumed with the love of God. And indeed, this must continue. There must be no, you know, you don't have to relapse. You don't have to relax. You know, at the end of the world, the Bible had declared at the end of time, the love of men will wax cold. Many of us are cold in our love for God. We do not cherish the Lord as we do before. Our quiet time are not observed. You, you do not have time to pray. You, you don't have opportunity. Or maybe you, you refuse to read the word of God, study the word of God, the manual of God for mankind. I pray that God will make you to understand and retain your salvation so that you might not end up in damnation. I pray that God Almighty will come your way today. As you are hearing his voice, do not harden your heart. As in the day of provocation, when many people perish in the wilderness, I pray that you will not provoke God to destruction. I pray that God will give you grace to understand what you need to do. And I'm talking about it. Who is this Christ? Christ is of God, is the express image of God, the brightness of his glory. The Lord from heaven. The Lord from heaven. The word of God that became man. The man, Christ Jesus, is the grace of God personified. He is the one that came to set man free from disaster. For man had fallen right from the onset after creation. Man lived in sin because he despised God. And therefore he lost the glory. For all men have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The first man sinned and so his generation sinned in him and by him and through him. But we thank God that God in his own infinite mercies and wisdom decided to send his son into the world that through his son many might be saved as many that will turn to him the bible says he came unto his own but his own refused him they accepted him not they did not receive him you know if we can afford to hear what the word of god is saying then you will know that it is true that jesus is the son of god in john chapter 1 verse 10 he said he was in the world and the word was made by him and the word knew him not he came unto his own and his own received him not but as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of god 
even to them that believe on his name. Do you still believe on the name of Jesus as you did when you received him as Lord and Savior? I'm particularly talking to people that have yielded to Jesus before, that they have tasted the word of life, that they have received salvation of their souls, but they are relapsing, but they are relaxing. They are, they are going down. You know, their love for God is waxing cold. You know, I'm talking to you. You, yield your life to God. Let the Lord be the holder of your life. Let him rule in your affairs. In him you should live and move and have your being. You must be a partaker of this glorious God, this son of the living God. The Godhead sent Jesus into the world so that through him, as many that will turn to him might receive the power to become God's children, sons and daughters. If you are a child of God, then I'm happy for you. But if you are not, you still need to turn to the Lord. I pray that you will understand that God wants everyone saved. There is no intention from God that any man should perish. God is interested. That's why he said prayers should be offered to, for kings, for people in authority, for everywhere that people should raise up hands, holy hands unto God in prayer to help people, that people might be saved. Evangelism cannot work out unless we have prayed. We need to talk to God about the people before we go begin to talk to the people about God. Because God holds hearts. He has the heart of kings and princes and all manners of you know, poor and rich people in his hand. And he's the only one that can fine-tune. He's the only one that can draw men unto Christ. I pray that God will give us understanding as to what to do at this you know, point in time. Now, I said Jesus is the Christ of God. This Jesus, the Bible declares in 1 Corinthians. If you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24, there's something that is appealing to me here, you know, and I want you to see it. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24. Glory to God. Hear what the scripture says. It says, But unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. This Christ that we are talking about is the power of God and is the wisdom of God. By wisdom, God made the world. He framed the world. And by his power, he established the world. And I want to believe God for you. That as you come to the knowledge of this true Savior, the Redeemer, the anointed Savior, the meaning of Jesus is the Savior of the world, the Savior of his people. And Christ means the anointed one, the one that God actually brought into the world by his own volition, by his own power, that men, as many that will yield to him, that will receive him and believe on his name, will become the children of God. There is a power that is released. When you give your life to Jesus, you receive a power. If you look at the book of John chapter 3, verse 34, the Bible declares, let me read from verse 33. He that hath received his, his testimony hath set to his seal that God is true. Anybody that says Jesus is not the son of God, he call, he's calling God a liar. Well, let God be true and all men be liars. Verse 34. For he whom God hath sent, Speaker the words of God, for God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. The Father loveth the Son, and hath given all things into his hand. 36. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, 
and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Why will you continue to live under the wrath of God? Why not yield your life to Jesus today? Why not come unto him and he will give you life? He will strengthen you with might and your light will shine. You will be a partaker of his life. You must know him. You know, Paul says that I might know him and the fellowship of his suffering, that I might be made conformable unto his death, that I might be a partaker of his life. He said, in Jesus, we have the life of God. He's the resurrection and the life. He's the bread of life. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody gets to the Father except through him. So it's by Jesus that we are able to get to the Father. So if you are not a partaker with Christ, or partaker of Christ, then you have no, you know, nothing that can say, give to you, an assurance that you will make heaven. Heaven is not meant for people that will not believe in the mystery of the testimony of God. And it's like you are saying that God is a liar. The word of God is true. The scriptures cannot be broken. What the Lord has made us to know is very important. And indeed, if you will know and follow the way of the Lord, then definitely, definitely, you will be a blessing. You will be a partaker. If you continue to hold on to your faith in God, that you are not giving your faith over to, to unbelief. You know, if, for, if we are made partakers of Christ, that is that we hold the beginning of our confidence. When you gave your life to Jesus, you had confidence in him. That was why you gave your life. You know it that you cannot save yourself. But along the line, the deceitfulness of riches, of sin, all manners of things that you see, hard situation like what we are going through now. You know, there's no food, no no safety, except in the Lord. There is fear all over the land. The pandemic is really hitting hard on many people. Fear and terror of death is catching on many people. But the Lord himself are taking it to himself. In uh, Hebrews chapter 2, if you look at it carefully, in verse... Um, 13 Hebrews chapter 2 verse 13 and again I will put my trust in him and again behold I and the children which God had given me let your trust continue to be in him for as much verse 14 then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood he also himself likewise took part of the same he became flesh he became man he tasted you know the, the, the spirit became man the word of God became man hallelujah Hallelujah. He now said here that he also, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that is, became flesh, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil. Why? You know, and deliver them who through fear of death all their lifetime subject to bondage. Many people have yielded to many things that ought not to be because somebody has threatened them with death and at times many people belong to secret society because they want to be secured they don't want anything that will terminate their lives your security is in jesus your security you are secured in christ if you have yielded to jesus then i'm happy for you hold on to him steadfast unto the hand let your confidence remain don't yield yourself to doubt do not stagger in faith god is able to take care of you and I pray today that God will sustain you. You will not be a failure in the name of Jesus. 
The purpose of God is to save you and to bring you to himself so that you might spend your eternity with him in bliss, in, in, in joy, in life forever. I pray that you and I, we will not miss this opportunity in the name of Jesus. So I encourage you today to yield yourself to him. Retain your relationship. Do not cut off from the spirit that has saved you. The Lord who came from on high and shed his blood, the blood of remission, for the redemption of your soul. He came to deliver you from the power of hell, the power of damnation, the power of destruction that is awaiting the sinners. You know, God has prepared the, the, the place of abode for sinners, hell fire. And eventually they shall be poured into the lake of fire. That's the second death. I pray you will not be a partaker of that. Then how do you partake of the fullness of Christ? I told you in John chapter 1, verse 16. John chapter 1, verse 16. The scripture declares vividly and of his fullness, of the fullness of Christ, of the fullness of Christ, have all we received and grace for grace. And I told you the other time that Jesus is the grace of God personified. If you look at the book of Titus, before I read from uh, other books, I, I want to read from the book of Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2, look at verse 11. Titus chapter 2, verse number 11. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation that appear to all men, grace of God that bringeth salvation that appear to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Imagine that. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. So you need to be a partaker of this. You need to be part of this. You must be conformed to this so that you can be among the people, the peculiar people that the Lord is preparing for himself. This, this Jesus is the grace of God. Is the grace personified. He appeared to save. He appeared to deliver. He appeared to set free. He appeared to reconcile man back to God. You know, by his death, by the death of Jesus, mankind is privileged to be reconciled to the Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And indeed, he died and rose again the third day by his resurrection back to life. His life has given us salvation. We are saved. That's why we can become born again Christians. Born of God. Hallelujah. Because one seed was buried because he died and brought forth many sons and daughters. So as many that return to Jesus shall be brought into glory. I pray you'll be part of that. If you have time, you can read Hebrews chapter 2, 9 and 10. You know, Jesus is... The grace of God personified by whom and through whom we are saved. And is our teacher. He came teaching. He taught the disciples and we are being taught today that we should deny ungodliness 
and worldly lusts that is making many people to run away from God because they find it difficult to continue to live according to the purpose of God. They want to do what pleases them. They want to abide in their own will. They are not ready to follow the things of God. I pity you if you will not turn you know, again to God. Return to the Lord and the Lord is willing. He has another chance for you. And I pray that you will not miss the chance. The chance of becoming a child of God. Established in righteousness. He said we should live soberly. Righteously. And godly. We must not do it as you know, do what the world is doing. You know, in this present world, this wicked world, this world is loaded with terrible things. You know, people can kill because they want position, because they want money. They can defame, they can do all manners of terrible things. But God wants you to separate yourself from such. He said, looking for that blessed hope. That's a blessed hope. That's a moment of in, in our lives that we will be saved by grace. You know, that we will appear in the presence of God and live and abide with Him forever. And the glorious appearing of the great God. Our God is coming back. Jesus is coming back again. He's coming to take his people home. And I want to encourage you, if you have yielded yourself before, why don't you retain yourself in him? The, these worldly things will soon pass away. However rich you may be, I have not heard of it, and I don't think it is possible these days that you will live up to 300 years. This time around, how many years will you spend and still want to waste your life? You know, where in is eternity? Where do you want to be at the end of your life? There's a, a life, there's a life after death. If you have not yielded to God, take note of it. If you are not working in God, if you are not enduring to the end, you can't make any move, you can't do anything good, and you cannot be reckoned with as a child of God, you know incorrupt incorruptible let me say and uh, if you are able to yield to god and uh, abide in the principles of god when our great god and our savior jesus christ shall appear we shall be like him we shall be like him we shall be given the privilege we shall be transformed and we shall go with him we shall be raptured i pray that god will open your eyes of your heart that you might be able to receive this message and Take note of it as the voice of God. You know, this Savior of ours gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity. All, not some. And purify us unto himself, a peculiar people. He wants you to be separated unto him, to become another person entirely, to live for God and abide in him. I pray that the Lord himself will enable you. How do you partake of this gracious fullness of the lord now the first step you need to take is receive and believe the gospel of christ receive in the book of romans romans chapter one romans chapter one the bible declares that the gospel of christ this gospel of christ is the power of god unto salvation the gospel of christ is the power of god unto salvation whosoever that will believe that will be saved. So I encourage you today that you will yield your life to him and you will be saved in the name of Jesus. The purpose of God for your life shall be realized. You will not be a failure in the name. It reads thus, Romans chapter 1 verse 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ 
For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. As many that will not be ashamed of the gospel, because the power of God unto salvation is the gospel of Christ. When you hear the word, like I preach today, and many people, many preachers of righteousness are preaching, you know, you receive that and believe that Jesus is the Christ of God, then definitely, definitely, you will receive grace to be called God's sons. As many as believed on him and believe on his name, they shall receive power, power, power to become sons and daughters of God. So, the first step is you receive the gospel, believe the gospel. Hallelujah. Now, the next thing you need to do, according to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 3, verse number 19. Acts 3, 19. The Bible is so clear about this. What step you need to take so that you can be a partaker of Christ. In verse 19, it says, Repent ye therefore, and be ye converted, that your sins may be blotted out. When the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord, the Lord is willing to refresh your life, give you a new life, a new beginning, transparent beginning, glorious beginning, that you receive Jesus and you repent from all unrighteousness and tell the Lord, Lord, I cannot save myself. I repent of my sins. Lord, forgive me. Cleanse me with your precious blood and be converted. The Holy Spirit will convert your soul. Your heart will be converted. You will become a new, a new generation, a new child of God, a blessed individual. You will receive the newness of life. You begin to experience a, 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 an influx of the grace of God in your heart that will make you to witness that truly you are a child of God. I pray it shall be so with you. If you have been there, I believe that you can you still continue to do that. And um, you know, next on this is that you should, by the grace of God, be established in Christ. The Bible declares in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. A new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Hallelujah. And now he said in verse 18, And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. And that's what I'm doing. The ministry of reconciliation. To encourage you to turn to the Lord. And if you can afford to establish yourself in Christ Jesus, then you are on the right path. According to Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. Hallelujah. Look at verse number 6. Colossians chapter 2 verse 6. As ye have therefore received Christ. I said you have received Christ. You are established in him. You have received Christ. Jesus the Lord. So walk ye in him. The next is you walk in him. Walk in him. Be established in him. Rooted and built up in him. Grow in him. Get your root deep down into the rock of ages and grow like a plant we do. The roots under the ground and the, the, the tree, the stem, and the leaves are on top of the ground. And uh, it's rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. Be established in the faith. Do not stagger in faith. Do not allow anything to take away your faith. Do not allow anything to dissuade you 
from following after the Lord, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Be grateful to God who has saved you every day. Don't forget that. Avoid people that can lead you by deception. Beware of deception. Beware lest any man, verse 8, spoil you through philosophy, quotable quotes of many kinds, and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Anything that is not after Christ is outside of Christ, and such a person will not gather with him. Whoever will not gather in Christ will scatter. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. The fullness of God is dwelling in Christ. So if you are in Christ, you will be a partaker of that fullness, of the glory of God, of the grace of God, of the blessings of God, of the, 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 the blessings that God releases upon his people. You are tagged a child of God. You have the power, you have the authority to walk in him and you will be a blessing. And ye are complete in him. That is in Christ Jesus. You are only complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Glory to God. I'm grateful to God. I'm excited. You see, you will be established in him if you follow him and you do not stagger in faith. You are, you are aware that there are a lot of deception in town. There are a lot of people that are not saved, that have lost their salvation, and they want you to lose your home too. But I want to pray that God will sustain you. Sustaining grace will come your way. Hallelujah. The other time I talked about the fact that Jesus brings many sons into glory. That's what he came to do. That's why you have to be partakers. You know, if you read Hebrews chapter 2, 9 through 10, you will discover that Jesus suffered to bring many sons unto glory. He's the captain of our salvation. He's the one through whom we are saved. He's the one that destroyed the weapons of the enemy, that overthrew the kingdom of Satan, so that men might be given the privilege and the opportunity, the grace to be saved. Yet, the God of this world, which is Satan, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, said the God of this world has blinded the heart of many people that they might not believe in the gospel I'm preaching. If you will not believe and you hold, up, hold on to some other things, it's a waste. You are wasting your time. You have no record in heaven. You, have no, you cannot partake of the life of God. Hallelujah. The fullness of God is established in Christ because, he said, for in him, that is in Christ, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. If you are thinking about God, I, I once preached about it, that Jesus is the fullness and final manifestation of God. If you are thinking about knowing God, it has to be through Jesus, no other person. So he is the one that can bring you into glory. If you yield to him, you'll be crowned with honor and glory. You will become another person entirely, you know, other than what you have been from birth. You need to be born again. You need rebirth. You need regeneration. And it is in him, when you turn to him, that this grace will be given to you, that you might be a partaker of the glory of God. Hallelujah. Then, the Bible declares in First Peter, if you look at um, chapter 1, 16 to 17, God said, you must be holy as he is holy. And holiness is established in Christ. We need to be conformed to the image of the Son of God. Jesus is the only man that lived and walked upon this earth that never committed a sin. His desire was to fulfill the will of the Father, and he did not break any law of the Father. He is the only one that has the capacity and the, 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 the wherewithal 
to fulfill the purpose of God, to fulfill the counsel of God, to abide in the principles of God, precept upon precept. He obeyed the word of God. He did not allow his own will, you know, to override the will of his father. And this is the only person that can be a perfect example for us. We, we need him as our perfect example. We need to conform to him, not to any man. Because many have, you know, their own ways of hiding what they do. And there are a lot of people, do as I say and not as I do. But that is wrong. Jesus said, you must be like him. God wants us to be like his son. He gave us a replica of what he wants us to be. He is the image of the son of, of, of God. And he wants us as well to be a new image. Conforming to the image of the son that came from heaven. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Another thing that you need to do is that you should be filled. Receive and be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. That's Jesus declared in John chapter 7. 37 to 39 that you know when he is glorified he's going to fill as many people that test after him with the spirit of god and on the pentecost day he fulfilled this he made people to be filled with the holy ghost he said the promise of the father will come upon people and definitely it came to pass on the pentecost day so i encourage you i encourage you that you yield your life unto jesus let him be the, the, the mark of your life. Let him be. Because he is the only one that connects us to the Father. He is the only one that can give us that life. Which will make us to enjoy eternal life in heaven. Hallelujah. So you will need to receive. To be a partaker of the Spirit of Christ. Hear him in the book of Luke chapter 4. Chapter 24. If you look at verse 44. He has this to say. Hallelujah. Amen. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you, while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses, and in the prophets, and in the Psalms concerning me. Hallelujah. Verse uh, 20, 46. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behoved Christ, to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and uh, remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. He now said in verse 49, where I'm going, And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. You will be endued with power from on high if you receive Jesus. You are qualified to receive the Spirit of God. And I pray that the Holy Ghost will come upon you. Jesus declared in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, He said, And you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. Not only will you receive, you will be filled, and you will be a witness. Because there will be something you know, prompting in your heart that will prompt you to proclaim that truly Jesus is Christ. If you have experienced him, then definitely you will not say no to him. You repent and you will be filled with the Holy Spirit. You will be baptized with the Spirit of Christ so that you can behave like Christ. So that you can enjoy what Jesus has brought to the world. He came and gave us his Spirit so that we can be partakers with him. 
I pray that God will give you grace. In the book of John chapter 8, John chapter 8, I read from verse 31. 31. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, as he's saying to you too, If you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You need to continue in the word of God. You must dwell richly in the word of God. You must abide in the word of God so that you increase in knowledge. According to what the word of God says in Colossians chapter 1, verse uh, chapter 3. If you look at verse 16, Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. Hallelujah. So let's, verse 16, look at that. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. So whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Hallelujah. So it is important for you to yield yourself to the word of God. Give your time to studying the word of God. Gather with people, church that are Bible-based, church, the, the group of people that believe in the word of God and are based on the word of God. They are Bible-based, they believe in the word, and they preach the truth. I pray that God will help you so that you will increase in knowledge. When you increase in knowledge, you will increase in grace. The Bible declares that you should grow in grace. And I know that your knowledge of God and of Christ will go a long way to perfect your understanding of the mysteries of the kingdom. When you have time, read 2 Peter chapter 1, verse, uh, verses 2 through 11. I pray that you will understand what the Lord is saying here. Time will not permit us for the space of time. Then you must give yourself to fervent prayers and serve the Lord with a fervent heart. Give yourself to fervent prayer. If you look at Romans chapter 12, 11 to 12, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, you know that you should pray continuously. Pray without ceasing. Pray fervently. And the spirit of grace will be poured upon you. Zechariah chapter 10, chapter 12, verse 10. If you yield to God, that spirit that prays, the spirit of, of God that enables men to pray, will come upon you. Your weaknesses will be taken care of. The Lord knows your weaknesses. He will help you. You can read from the book of Romans chapter 8, 26 through 27. The Spirit helped our infirmity, for he knows that we are ordinary. And uh, it is not that you cannot pray, but you might not know what you ought to pray at a given point in time. But when you yield to the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ will enable you, will energize you, and make you to be a blessing to yourself and to your world. I pray that God will encourage you to continue to hold on. I say hold on. Hold on to your faith in Christ and yield your life to him. Have faith in God. Mark chapter 11, verse 22 through 24. Have faith in God. Whatsoever you ask in his name, he will give to you. If you can believe, all things are possible to you. I pray that God will enable you and energize you. If you allow that and uh, yield to him, then definitely you will be a blessing to your world, to yourself, to your family, and to those that are close to you. I pray that you make a unique man. Before I round off this message, 
I want to read from the book of Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Uh, we will read from verse number 16. Ephesians chapter 3 from verse 16. Hallelujah. That's he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by the spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. It's applicable to you that Christ may dwell in your heart. In John chapter 15, verse 5, he said, Abide in me, and I will abide in you. So, minus Jesus abiding you, and you abide in him, you can do nothing good. There's nothing good that you can do. So, it is important that Christ dwell in your heart. Let Christ dwell in your heart and abide in him. Allow Christ to abide in you and you yielding to him. Give your life over to him, and he will make easy all that you desire. The way that you will have to walk with him, I pray that grace will abound in your life in the name of Jesus. My message is that you partake in the fullness of Christ because minus yielding to him, receiving from him, none of us can be a partaker in the grace and glory that is waiting for all men. And it is only in him that you can enjoy this blessing. I pray that God in his infinite mercies will open your eyes of faith so that you might partake, you know, as part of his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Christ is the Lord over his body and indeed is the head. And he wants you to be part of the body of Christ so that you begin to worship under the sweet influence of the Holy Spirit, worshiping God in spirit and in truth. I pray that your light will shine. You will be a blessing to your life, to your family, and even to your world around you. I pray today that God in his infinite mercies will help you to repent from all unrighteousness and save you from sin and deliver from the powers of deceitfulness, deception of this world, the things of this world that make people to run away from God. I pray that God's power will override the power of the enemy that wants to turn you into hell. I pray that God will preserve you for his own glory. You'll be a partaker of the kingdom of heaven in the name of Jesus. If you partake in the fullness of Christ now, when he appears at the end of the world, you'll be given grace. You'll be graced to be a partaker. When he shall appear, when our great God shall appear, I pray you and I will not be found wanting. I pray that God will prepare you and glorify himself in your life. God bless you as you listen. And I pray as you turn your life unto him, the grace and glory of God shall be established in you. Be a partaker. Don't give up. Be persuaded. I pray that God will continue to see you through and set to you according to his purpose. In the name of Jesus. 
God bless you real good. Amen.